0: worse than we thought the germans aren't drinking together anymore the strategic seltzer supply has been depleted if your wedding got fucked you might get
1: paid this is it's all beer Welcome to It's All Beer, truly the podcast for this time and place. Basically, two guys day drinking and talking about beer and avoiding at all costs the real world. I'm Jeremy Jones.
0: <laughs> I'm Tyler
1: Zimmerman. How you doing today, Tyler? Oh, pretty good. How are you? I'm doing. I'm doing all right. Uh, sipping on a uh, a. So this is a uh, uh, the Tierra Madre Lager from Mother Earth. Uh, this being the last week of uh, Idaho Craft Beer Month. Uh, decided. To, I haven't gotten my hands on this one yet. And, um, you know, I got to say, as much as I love Mother Earth, I'm not
0: 100% sold on this one. Ooh, I was going to say, I've seen it around, I just haven't ever ordered one, so... I feel like it's a little bit too bitter
1: for um, for the style. I mean, it's Mexican lager. It's supposed to be, like, light, crisp. It's got a pretty heavy dose of, like, spicy hops, I, I feel like it's just a tad bit over the side, uh, over over the edge. I mean, it's it's not bad, but there are better uh, there are better uh, craft Mexican lagers out there. Uh, but uh, you have given up to just drinking beer entirely, haven't you?
0: Yeah, I I've just said fuck Corona. This shit's drug- dragging on too long. It sucks. So I broke out a uh, cracked open a bottle of Highland Park twelve year old single malt Scotch uh, called Viking Honor. So, I, I
1: mean I you 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 are aware that this is all beer, right? This is we're this is a beer podcast that you know we drink beer, we talk about beer, the premise of the thing that we're doing today.
0: Yeah, I just didn't feel like running to the store to buy some beer. Oh, and fair. so I was like, oh fuck it. I'll just <laughs> drink some scotch. At least your choice is good. How is it? I don't think I've had that one. The Viking? Yeah, so Highland Parks, twelve year old uh scotch. Uh it's like a Viking scottish distillery um it's pretty good a little overly peaty for uh my initial preference but if you add a couple more ice cubes than you would uh it the a little extra kind of melt of the ice cube really opens it up and makes it that peatiness kind of die down i mean in my
1: opinion um and i'm you know, i'm on the record saying i don't think you can make a scotch too peaty Although I like the Islay scotches that you can that that smell like the ocean and a campfire from across the room, so um, that, <laughs> especially I I, I I always have a bottle of Ardbeg uh, sitting by in that one. Um, I, I'm not allowed to drink that with my wife's at home because she can't be around me.
0: It's that good. <laughs> oh man! But no, solid forty three percent alcohol by volume. You get. Some peat notes coming through, uh, a little kind of honey sweetness, um, and it drinks nice and easy. So, Well,
1: there you go. Well, um, start chugging uh, because uh, I feel like uh, I feel like shit's going to get uh, real dark in a
0: big hurry. Okay, to start off here, we've got some really sad and dark news coming out of Germany. I mean, um, not the first time, not the last.
1: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> There are great people, but they're, 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 there's some bad shit that's gone down. But it's been ages; just forget about it. It's fine.
0: Yeah. Uh. Well, strap in, Jeremy, because COVID nineteen took another victim. This time, it's Oktoberfest. Son of a bitch! And I
1: was so going to. Well, I <laughs> was going to go this year either. And so, someday, someday I'm going to go drink in a go drink in a tent with a shitload of drunken Germans. And but this is apparently not the year.
0: Yeah. Um. So saw so this article on NPR. Um, if my phone would work and actually fucking pull up this article, I can <laughs> tell you guys about it a little. Ah, here we go. Now it's working. Now I gotta find where I was. Well, Tyler,
1: uh, so, uh, like you know, <laughs> you know, pieces together what he was going to say. Yeah, you know, where? While we wait for that, uh, maybe I'll you know do the Jeopardy. Da 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 everybody's waiting on your dumbass. find the story find it now tell us about
0: Octoberfest I was ready by the time you started the song so you (laughs) just did that and I was like I'm not gonna cut him off I wanna see how this song goes surprisingly well I felt actually (laughs) yeah I'd give it an 8 out of 10 uh But for those of you that don't know, um, Oktoberfest is an an, annual event in the Bavarian capital of Munich, Germany. Uh, It's the world's largest beer and folk festival, bringing in more than 6 million visitors each year to the festival. Um, Most people think Oktoberfest. It's in October. Actually, it's in September. It goes a little bit into October. Uh, It was scheduled this year from September 19th, to october 4th yeah but yeah a but you little backstory on
1: what so but do you know why oh, that said so, do you know why they called october fest but it's in september
0: uh i do not i know it was founded because it was basically a wedding reception for a bavarian monarch and it they were like oh that was so much fun. let's do it again year. yep pretty much
1: Although it uh, so it really, really originally did take place in October in October and thus the name. Um, they, uh, uh, they they the other thing that stopped Oktoberfest was a minor thing around the 1940s. Um, I don't remember what it was, but look it up. I'm sure there's a notation somewhere in there. Um, but uh, they moved it to September um, for two reasons. Number one, it's warmer in September. The Germans, very practical people. Uh, and they also uh, moved it so that it would always have it would always uh, uh, be on the first week of October, so they could always celebrate German Unification Day during Oktoberfest.
0: Ah, oh, nice. Uh, quick point, Jeremy. You're cutting out really hard on my side. Did it look good on your side? Uh, it sounds good on my side. So Cats. it's just it's just the internet just connection. Help. But, uh, yeah, thanks. No problem. Yeah, so, I mean, this isn't the first time they've had to cancel this. I mean, uh, the last time it was canceled was in World War II. It's not like that was important at all. Uh, Minor thing, minor thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And another time they referenced in this article was a cholera outbreak in 1854 was another time they had to cancel (laughs) the event. It's a good thing that people would have had a shitty time. Yeah, so, I mean, in 210 years of this event, they've had to cancel it kind of three times. It's not a bad run. But um, the big thing that kind of stood out to me was um, they announced this on Tuesday of this week. Uh, and that came a day after Germany actually relaxed some of its lockdown restrictions. Um, they allowed shops with retail space of less than eighty six hundred square feet. They can reopen on Monday. Um, but with this, they decided to cancel it and really just kind of put safety above kind of the economic impact of this event. Because when you have six million people from around the world coming. You don't want to risk yeah, infecting the
1: that's, that's inhabitants. That's a second outbreak just begging to happen, yes.
0: So, I'm sad to see it go down, but I'm glad they make, made the call and said, you know, we're just, we're going to cancel it. It's better for everyone. We'll come back better next year.
1: I mean, you know, yeah, yeah, exactly the same. It, it makes total sense just to call it a wash, even if... The even if it, uh, although Germany's uh, uh, system is much better in place than uh, other countries we could talk about uh, and have relatively contained their uh, uh, their infection. Um, yeah, I don't think I think any major international events are fucked. I think didn't they? I they I barely pay attention, but they canceled the Olympics
0: too. I imagine they postponed it until next summer. Uh, pending, they said if a is not ready by next summer, they're canceling the Olympics. But if a is ready, the Olympics will happen next summer. Yeah, I'm, but just yeah. to just to kind of give you a little insight, the article did reference um, that the economic impact of Oktoberfest is about 1.3 billion U.S. dollars, and Visitors drank more than one point nine million gallons of beer during last year's event. I mean that's impressive
1: <laughs> yep that's a shit ton of beer uh well i mean you get you you go look at pictures of it and it's not that you you also German beer is made to be drunk by the yard, so yeah. You know it's especially those oktoberfest beers they will they, you can drink them like water and they will get right on your boo-boo they're beautiful oh yeah they just want you to shove it down your gullet and have a great time <laughs> beer lichen is the uh, i believe what the what they tell you they turn into a beer corpse so Yep, they'll just, they'll just pile you outside <laughs> it's <a> good times <laughs> well jeremy what do we got next all right, quarantine people drank all the fucking hard seltzer news now. Um this actually comes- oh, god damn it. <laughs> I mean, I feel like we haven't talked about hard seltzer f- for a while. It's as we've we have kept this to this It's all beer fairly well, but I mean, it, hard seltzer is in the news. So let's talk about uh, that piece of shit fruited or like s- semi-sweetened water. <clears throat> uh this comes from Brewbound by Justin Kendall and Jessica Infante. Uh, so I'm not sure if you were aware, Tyler, but last year was uh, kind of a big year for Hard Seltzer. Just a little. Uh, it's kind of basically the same way in that like molasses was a uh, uh, was a, or that the uh, the 19 teens were a big year for molasses in Boston. If you don't get that reference, just Google molasses and flood and get ready for one of the the weirder stories from history. Um, But anyway, point (laughs) is, there's a shit ton of hard seltzer. (laughs) Anywho, uh, the Boston Beer Company, uh, the owner of the second best-selling brand of of hard seltzer, truly started running their canning lines at full capacity uh, early this year to build up the reserves uh, this summer. And then the virus hit. Uh, people went home, realized there was no booze. They went back to the store. They bought all the fucking hard seltzer, um, to the point where, um, and this, uh, uh, this came from an interview that some executives, uh, including, uh, Jim, uh, Cock, um, or Jim cook, um, uh, gave to, uh, uh, they described the weird circumstances they found themselves in, um. Uh, they they were actually stockpiling hard seltzer for the summer, and they've actually had to dip into it quite a lot, uh, to the point where they're nowhere near where the the supplies they're thinking they're in a need for the summer.
0: Oh man, I saw Sutton on Twitter where like it showed how much like <laughs> White Claw and Truly. It showed how much White Claw and Truly were up over last year, and I'm like, it's hard to fathom that something that's so big can keep growing like it's growing, and then it still hasn't even hit its peak season. Right. Um.
1: But I mean, unless you want to call this the peak season, I mean, people just um, in just in their houses, desperately, uh, desperately trying to eliminate any sensibility. Uh, in their brainstem don't go through this sober that's that's the key thing i mean if you're listening to this at home do not go through this sober that's my medical advice it's good advice
0: (laughs) i'm pretty sure the cdc said don't get hammer drunk every day but what do they know i mean i'm going to argue with the cdc
1: on this one maybe not every day i mean like five days Five days with a couple of re- recuperation sessions. That's I feel like that's good advice. Did the CDC- I'll meet in
0: the middle. <laughs> four days and boom. That way you have three recovery days in the week. Did the CDC actually say people
1: don't get stupid drunk every day?
0: Yeah, basically they're like, here are some good coping ways to cope with <laughs> being stuck at home all the time. Here are some things to not do being stuck at home all, all the time. And I mentioned things not to do is okay, drink yourself
1: uh, absolutely stupid every night.
0: Yeah. How about but Coke? One thing. I don't think they mentioned Coke. That's, that's free game.
1: There we go. Perfect.
0: Uh, <laughs> one thing I did notice, at least here in the Valley, is on, like, the White Claw and Trulies, I saw so many sales going on. At grocery stores where it's like albertson's in particular where it's like buy one get one half off and i'm like and just watching people just unload six and twelve packs into their carts because it's buy one get one half off i mean well and, and and the
1: fun thing i know about that particular grocery store chain is they pretty much have their specials on schedule um, which is interesting cause you think someone would up the head to be like, we probably don't actually need to offer these right now. People are buying us out anyway. So we could probably just let that happen. But, um, what do I know? I don't, I, uh, <laughs> I am not a grocery store, uh, genius. Um, anyway, um, the, uh, um, among the among the they don't the the boston beer company does not believe that they're going to run out um but what they're going to have to do is uh they signed several new contracts with brewers to use their canning line to be able to keep up with demand for the coming summer a bit of a double damn as a bit of a double-edged sword as we talked about earlier this year uh you remember before all hell broke loose um The fact that Sam Adams' uh, contract brewed for a large portion of their production, especially with Truly, uh, cut into their profits, which uh, made investors really nervous in January. Remember that? When a cute little thing like profit margins would make investors poo-poo in their pants? Isn't that that adorable? Now the
0: stock market's just on fire and people are (laughs) jumping out of buildings.
1: But actually, Sam Adams doing pretty good so there you go and that's my stock advice uh drink a shit ton of beer and go buy sam adams i'm just hitting all the high points i'm a financial advisor and a doctor i am none of one i'm neither one of those things don't fucking listen to me except about beer anyway <laughs> um and actually in addition they added a canning line at their pennsylvania location uh sam adams did Ob- obviously this was not a new thing this was something they were planning um and even um, uh, Cook even added they might consider adding additional contracts. Um, but they pointed out that since, I mean they pointed out that a lot of breweries are running under capacity, but, but it might be hard to find since where a lot of small breweries are, are lacking is not in uh, canning, it's in the fermentation. So and they've got quite enough room for, to produce the fizzy seltzer water. Uh, thank you very much. Um, but they all, the article also hit, hit upon something else that's become actually a major problem for craft breweries. Um, uh, we've through this whole thing. I mean, you and I have talked over and over again, over again about, um, you know, first beginning like to speculate, well, if you have, if you have a uh, beer and grocery stores, you're probably going to be doing better than anybody else. And that's proven to be true. Um, the big question, though, I think that's been a lot of people's mind is if, if people are buy, uh, are buying a shit ton of beer, um, uh, but craft breweries are still struggling, wh- where is the money going? And basically, I mean – There's no profit. There's less profit. But here, here's the thing. Here's the interesting thing. They've pointed out that where the sales are really, really uh, skyrocketing – are in um tw- are 12 packs 24 packs or larger
0: i i was gonna say i'd be curious to see like founders 15 packs of all day ipa like what the IRI data on that is and how it's doing
1: i mean ac- according to this i'm guessing if you saw it it's it's going through the roof and that's and that's causing a couple of uh, uh things to happen i mean uh, first of all, a lot, I mean, even breweries that have, um, have the capacity that have the shelf space in grocery stores, um, have the capacity to keep up with it. A lot of them don't produce 12 packs or 24 packs, or if they do, it's extremely
0: limited. Um, yeah, I, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say, I was talking with someone who works at one of the distributors in towns, and they're seeing a spike in a lot of kind of the nostalgia brands of craft beer. So your Sierra Nevada, your New Belgium Fat Tire. some more of those kind of old favorites that everyone is like, go by the wayside. And they're seeing those numbers take off, and they're attributing it to people going, okay, I know what I'll get. I'll know what I'll get for that money. It's going to taste how I want it to taste. It's a reasonable price. And you have some of the younger beer drinkers who have had to move back home with mom and dad that never really got into that one kind of in the first place. And mom and dad are diehards of that. And they're buying the beer now. And so now they're trying it and falling in love with it.
1: Huh. Funny you mentioned that because my dad is my dad is a big uh, uh, New Belgium and Blue Moon fan. Blue Moon, I mean, not really craft, but you know, pseudo craft, craft adjacent, yeah. craft ish. Um, but also, all the brands you mentioned have big presence in twelve packs, twenty four packs, or larger. Sam Adams, Sierra Nevada, New Belgium, um, they're leading the way as far as um, sales in that package, um, and the actually. The interesting thing is that grocery stores are responding to this. Um, well, grocery stores and wholesalers are both responding to this um, because it benefits them to have fewer SKUs or just fewer items. SKUs—that's the, uh, the 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 cutesy little word they use in the industry for uh, a thing on the shelf. For those of you who have not worked in yep. a, for for those of you who have not worked in retail, you sons of bitches. <laughs> um it, no it just benefits it benefits a retailer and a wholesaler to have fewer SKUs. um just and just because you have fewer things to fucking keep track of if you have you know larger package but fewer of them you know, you it's easier to manage your inventory and of course you know for wholesalers and retailers um the uh you know since they have pretty much straight profit margins um the uh the you know the sheer profit from these packages are much better so they're responding by adding more of these and slowly pushing um, uh, pushing other brands off the shelf is essentially so um it seems like uh, you know according to, again this is according to uh um, what the Boston Beer Company was uh describing um they you know they're, you're seeing you're you're seeing a, a, a more spaces for bigger package um and you know, those brands being a major f- focus, but you're seeing more and more smaller brands push to the side. Huh. Um, now the interesting, I, th- the interesting, I, uh, the, I, I kind of, I thought about this for a while. I'm like, yes, this makes sense, but I, there's gotta come a point and I don't know where that is. I mean, Maybe it maybe it doesn't, but I wonder if there comes to a point where you where where that shifts back to wanting to have the selection, and what point that is.
0: I think once this kind of dies down, a couple months after it's kind of fully finished off, life's getting back to normal. That's where it's going to start coming back in. But I also think, and I saw a discussion on Twitter um, that kind of made me think about it. A lot of these kind of breweries that do 50, 60 seasonals in a year or have the $40 four-packs of 16-ounce cans are really going to have to justify to the consumer after this thing their prices. And to their distributors, who are going to be more hesitant to pick up a $24 wholesale... Four pack, I mean, and might, different things like
1: that. You 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 may find a lot of those, you know, moving into the realm of specialty. But I mean, you you, you yeah, that's an interesting point because you found. Um, I mean, I, I remember reading a, a, a few books about the uh, the history of craft beer. One of the biggest roadblocks um, early in uh, in the in the craft beer industry was trying to convince people to pay more per pint or per can for, for beer. I mean, it was, it was a hard hurdle to, you know, to take out, to bring beer and say, yeah, this cost, you know, 10 bucks a six pack. When Budweiser, even then was like five. Um, Yeah. Now, I mean, and now you've almost seen the, uh, the, you know, that, that, that has been cleared in street shoes almost because I mean, now a $10, a $10 six pack of craft beer is, I don't think anyone buys that. Yeah. No. Um, You know, it's not uncommon to see $15 four packs, $20 four packs, uh, and
0: it's $13 six packs. Yeah.
1: Right. And then it's, you know, they, they, you know, and there there are, you know, craft breweries. I think most uh, I think most of your craft breweries uh, easily charge $5 a pint six dollars a pint i don't know and i i I feel like here locally you're put you're 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 flirting with uh flirting with danger charging more than six dollars a pint all there there's at least one that i know of specifically that does and does so quite successfully
0: yep and i mean six dollars a pint i feel is about 550 i feel is average for treasure valley most places either charge five or six and no one's going to bat an eye. Uh, I actually saw a cool little infographic uh, that I'll have Jeremy tweet out if he can, or tweet the link to it.
1: Oh, I definitely uh, can. Whether I will or not, uh, that's usually the that, that's usually the, uh, the 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 obstacle that gets in my way is just pure apathy. But
0: I shall do my best. It, it's an infographic where it breaks down kind of the price per pint. Around the world, so uh, I think it had like New York, San Francisco, a couple other places in the States, uh, and then some major cities around the world, uh, like Dubai I think is $14 a pint, San Francisco averaged about 7 and then some places in the Czech Republic were like 150 or 2 two per pint. So it just kind of breaks that down, and so seeing that, oh yeah, the average price of a pint in San Francisco, seven bucks. I was like, okay, we're not super far off here in Boise at five to six. No, you're not. And um, but uh, I mean, there. Uh,
1: um, I think people who I think people who like craft beer when you know when they can start drinking at the pub again will settle right back in. Um, to those i mean even even at those prices and even like ten dollars a six pack even fifteen dollars a sixteen ounce four pack you know i kind of said it before beer is that is that uh affordable luxury that even if yes. you're even if you're if you're scrapped for cash you've uh you've lost your job or had to take a new job for less money and you're you know struggling to afford things i mean usually you can scrape 10 bucks together once a week for a six pack of nice beer.
0: Yep. I was going to say, you may drop from a four, $20 four pack a couple times a week to a $10 six pack a couple times a week or once a week or whatever it is. But you're still going to kind of maintain that craft. Or
1: you might, or you might still stick with that uh, fifteen dollar four pack, but maybe just get one for the week. You know, you, you you'll get a you'll get a twelve pack of uh, of Modelo, and then one four pack of uh, of the uh, uh, of, of that sixteen ounce. You know, so there's your there's your drinker, and here's when I need a treat.
0: Yep. Or you start your night off with the sixteen ouncer and then you move. Right after that, into your Modelo or Pacifico or whatever your Miller Light domestic of choice.
1: I mean, I just mentioned Modelo because that is the that's like the one mass produced, um, not really a domestic, obviously, but it's like the one mass produced beer that I do have a soft spot for for that in Pabst. So that was just a, when I think of Coors like,
0: Original, really. Yep, Coors Original, the little stubby bottle. Gets me every time. <laughs> we're ha- <laughs> This is what the
1: quarantine has brought us to. We're like admitting our like deep like, well, when nobody's looking, I'll sometimes drink a Pabst. I'm not proud of it.
0: <laughs> Don't look at me. I think if you were to ask like most people in the beer industry, everyone has a go to domestic for when they're at a house party with some friends or out at a barbecue or out on the lake, doing some yard work. Everyone's got to go to domestic. I'm not saying that's their bread and butter everyday drinker, but.
1: No, I think you're absolutely right. I mean, I think I, I've had multiple conversations with, uh, with uh, beer produ- or distributors or other people in the industry that will we'll, we'll get to talking about our, our go-to domestic. So I think, you know, they're, they even, even with the hardest of core, uh, beer snobs, uh, they still have a, a tiny little place in our hearts.
0: Oh yeah. Jeremy, I saw you switched over to another beer. What are you drinking now? So I picked up the, uh, the hazy
1: Jones from McCall Brewing Company, um, out here in Idaho. Um, I was immediately taken by it because, um, hold on, let me, I'll have to hold it up to the camera. Um, you probably it's maybe that's hard. not hazy that's not hazy i, I can mean, see your finger through it not only that but it looks like an amber <laughs> yeah and here's the thing the the aroma pure caramel caramel and was
0: the can packed on
1: um it shouldn't be too it shouldn't be too old because these are these are this is a fairly recent release from uh mccall brewing but it is not dated. Um,
0: <clears throat> Peeled the label off. What is the can underneath? <laughs> oh, we're getting granular as fuck here. All right, here we go.
1: It's. Holy shit. It's a lemon ginger hefeweizen can.
0: <laughs> yeah, no. Part of me was thinking, did someone mess up and accidentally grab, like, a case of the wrong beer and label it? Because I know printed cans are cheaper, but you have to buy a higher volume. Okay. So if you buy a blank printed can, or some places will do, like, their top two or three sellers in a printed can, and then just label over the top of that with whatever beer goes inside there. I did not Um, know that to reduce their cost. So I, but that wouldn't be a lemon ginger heft that you're drinking. So definitely not, I guess, I guess that's what they were shooting for. Uh, I
1: mean, it wouldn't surprise me that much if uh, McCall brewing company wasn't ha- had. Listen, all right, we're going to get off on a little bit of a tangent, but I'm just going to go ahead. I'm going to drag the soap box over here. <clears throat> Dear craft breweries, um, I know you hear a lot about these uh, hazy IPAs and you, th- and you think to yourself, well, I can make a beer hazy. Um, that's not what a hazy IPA is. Um, a hazy IPA or a juicy IPA features, uh, uh, uh features a lot of hop aroma, specifically new world hops, including tropical fruit, uh, citrus, um, sometimes some candy like, or even, um, uh, or even, uh, other, uh, fruity flavors, um, it can feature a lot of pine. That's okay. Um, but uh, what it shouldn't smell like is caramel. You are doing it wrong. Um, and it's a lot of work to get it to stay hazy. I mean, it's a okay. It's a very, very... Another public service announcement. Um, your hazy IPAs should not be uh, bitter. I mean, they can be a little bitter. Um but the point is to accentuate the hop flavor, not the bitterness. If I feel like scraping the back of my throat, you done fucked up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I should, I, you know, I, I should have known that. Uh, uh, I mean, McCall Brewing Company—they do a couple of things well. Um, uh, hazy IPA was not among them. But I'm gonna enjoy my uh, uh, West Coast mm-hmm. IRA. Um, Tyler, uh, I feel like you had some news about uh, – you had some uh, something kind of personal that hit you uh, in your life a little bit.
0: Yep, there's a reason I'm drinking scotch this week. Uh, <laughs> so for those of you that don't know me, I was – I'm engaged right now. We were scheduled to be married on May 23rd here in uh, the Treasure Valley. Well – that all went to hell in a handbasket with fucking COVID. So, we spent the last week frantically trying to realign vendors with postponing the wedding. So, we're calling vendors, we're calling the venue, trying to figure out when, when works for everyone to get married. Well, we are also at a venue that is very popular out here in the Treasure Valley. So, they were already mostly booked. They had... No Saturdays left for the rest of the year, uh, but they had some Fridays and Sundays. So we had to postpone till a Friday in October to get married. It happened to work out with all our vendors, so we were able to get it rescheduled and deal with, deal with the hecticness of that. Well, a couple big-name breweries are trying to reach out to help all the couple— To help a couple of the couples that have had to deal with the shit show of trying to get married during COVID, Uh, Miller High Life is giving away to three couples $10,000 and a wedding at your doorstep if your ceremony was impacted by COVID-19. Beautiful. I love it. Uh, (laughs) I am going to be entering all of these competitions as well, just to see if I can cash in on anything. So I'll keep everyone posted. Uh, If I do get one of these ceremonies, I may have to live stream it on it's all beer just to see. Oh, it will be Um, there. But so with this here uh, in the article on travel and leisure they talked about how some people are getting creative with their weddings. Um, and weddings are normally stressful and an emotional time without adding the global pandemic. Uh, so they want to help people out by throwing an intimate ceremony and giving the couple 10 grand. So it says, if your wedding plans have been impacted by the coronavirus, Miller High Life is here for you. Uh, they're doing a wedding at your doorstep. They're going to give you a chance to tie the knot. They will send an officiant and a photographer to facilitate and capture the ceremony while maintaining safe social distancing, along with $10,000 to go towards canceled wedding costs, a honeymoon fund so you can travel once it's safe again, and, of course, let you buy some Miller High Life beer. Uh, of course, which would be, a, you
1: need the champagne be a, of beers if you've just got married yeah. on your front porch,
0: uh, which is the perfect drink to toast your new life together. Uh,
1: <laughs> the, all right, there's. I mean, the circumstances are different, but I mean, is there anything truly like Alabama about getting married on your front porch with a high life?
0: <laughs> oh, I, I, the only thing is if I feel they need to just do it in a trailer park. Just to really send it home. In fact, Tyler,
1: I'm a little bit shocked um, that that wasn't your original idea from the get go. Um, <laughs> and I sus- there's a part of me that suspects you're like sitting there
0: going, This is what I wanted all along.
1: Honey, well, oh yeah, I'm broken I, up too. When, but- we
0: got, <laughs> when we got engaged, my dad said, I'll give you two grand cash just to go to the courthouse. We'll come down for the courthouse wedding. And it'll be all over. Don't have to deal with the wedding. I was, like, sold. My fiancé was, like, go fuck yourself. We're having my day.
1: I believe I have this theory. I have a theory because my father said basically the same thing. And uh, I think uh, uh, my wife's father said... They never, know it'll
0: never <laughs> happen.
1: <laughs> but I feel like every father, um, you know, when their offspring are getting married, has ma- makes this offer just on the off chance that it works. And then every son... Thinks about it.
0: <laughs> yes, to, to varying degrees. Uh, so if you're listening to this and you had a wedding impacted similar to me, you can email marryme at millerhighlife.com starting April 23rd with a description of 150 words or less of how your wedding plans have changed in 2020. And how do you still plan to celebrate with Miller High Life? Ooh. Entries will be closed in just over a week on May first, and winners will be announced on Cinco de Mayo, so May fifth. Wait, um, wait, wait, wait! I feel like we
1: have an opportunity here. All right, you have to. You have 150 words to describe how your wedding plans have changed. Yep. All right, Tyler, we're workshopping I'm your gonna... entry. What's give Give us your first
0: draft. Do you have one? Uh no. My fiance and I are going to sit down and try to write it on Sunday. Give you give me uh, a, just give you a rough rough cut.
1: Just let 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 it go. Let's see. What 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 do you think it's going to be?
0: We're planning on including Miller High Life now. <laughs> <laughs> you always were, Kyler. <laughs> uh, no, it'll probably be something like, you know, we've or College Sweethearts, we've dated for this many years, we finally got engaged. It, we were All our college friends were waiting for this moment. Everyone was super excited. We planned it out 18 months in advance, and global pandemic hit uh, in the middle of her completing her graduate program as uh, an elementary school teacher. So we're trying to adapt to our new life right now. Uh, We could use any help.
1: I mean, I, I, I like I like the bringing in the the subtle entry of the elementary school teacher. All right, teachers are very big right now. Very good, very good. Um, uh, feels like needs a little bit more pathos, a little bit. Um, you know, like uh, you gotta I- inject the meat, cute, uh, make one up. I don't give a shit. Um, I, and I, you know, and, and I think I can get some mu- music underneath this. So, um, you know, one more time with with uh, with emotion. I'll see if I can like dub some music in.
0: you know we've been dating for a long time we it's the event of all our friends have been looking forward to our my grandpa has been battling uh a lot of diseases to try to make it through this wedding Uh, my grandpa grandma unfortunately passed away right before my fiance has been fighting with finishing grad school as an elementary school teacher and trying to get our master's degree in elementary education we're looking for any help we can to make this postponement easier there we go all right we'll, we'll add some, uh we'll 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 do a little bit of uh we'll do a little
1: bit of uh post-production and i mean there you go I, you know just needs a little bit of work but I, I think you got this i think you got this you got you you, you hit some high points i mean you know you've um work cancer in there somewhere i don't know how you can but do that <laughs>
0: uh well this isn't the only competition so if you don't hit on that one you got another option all right uh, anheuser bush uh bush beer is offering a year of free beer to couples whose wedding plans were changed due to coronavirus saw this article on cnn uh It says nothing can bring back the months of wedding planning that went to waste after coronavirus hit. But Bush is hoping to alleviate one couple's stress during the pandemic. Um, So if your wedding plans have changed due to coronavirus, you can enter this competition too. Um, With this here, so couples who altered their wedding plans this year are asked to post a photo of themselves on social media using the hashtag BushWeddingGift and hashtag Sweepstakes. With a caption explaining how they, plan, how they still plan on celebrating, 250 winners will receive a $300 prepaid debit card, which can then be used to buy two 24-pack cases per month for a year.
1: Uh, correct me if I'm wrong wasn't there is was there was another um offer that bush beer did um during the pandemic that got you a year of beer um i feel like adopting a was... dog okay so there so so i'm not so i'm not crazy there's been another thing where like we'll give you a year of free beer if you do this correct here's my question um is anyone actually drinking Bush beer, or are they just so desperate they're like, we'll give you a year of it? Just please pay attention to us.
0: I think in the Midwest, there are a lot of people drinking it. But when I was looking at it, I was like, oh, this is a prepaid debit card. I don't have to buy Bush beer with this debit card. Fair enough. I can buy whatever the fuck I want.
1: I mean, I feel like it would be a little bit of a fuck you to AB Bev to, like, take their bit debit card and buy, I mean, it'd be a little, it'd be kind of a fuck you to go and buy craft beer, but it'd be even more of a fuck you to go and buy, like, a
0: shit ton of your Coors Original. <laughs> uh, and, if you have a friend who is an engaged couple who's been affected by coronavirus you can enter this competition as well using the hashtag my friend's wedding and sweepstakes and you can win a t-shirt or koozie
1: are you saying what you're saying is i can win me a t-shirt i can wish me a good correct because i mean i think we are ostensibly friends at this point in time yes
0: i would Um, hope so or at least well wishers cool (laughs) well um, uh this competition is open until May first.
1: So there you go. You can either get um, uh, ten grand, a, uh, a, a a wedding on your front porch, um, or a, a lot of bush and a T-shirt for your friend. I feel like it's a little <laughs> bit weighted. <laughs> There's one yeah, I'm, I'm definitely like, rooting for you. AB, you... I was like AB, you need to step your game up. <laughs> I mean, always step your game up because you're you're objectively awful most of the time. But kudos for you know the the pet adoption and trying to help, uh, trying to help those uh, who finally had their wedding plans, uh, oh uh, scuttled a bit during the pandemic. But you're mostly a horrible company. But well done. <laughs> mostly horrible though. Yep, Jeremy. What do we got now? All right, we'll take us home with North Dakota news now. Things you've never what? Heard, things you've never heard <laughs> ever. North Dakota is often described as the most overlooked state in the United States. Um, and, and yeah, because you can stand on a coffee can and look over the whole state. It actually ha- they have a they famously have a visitor center uh, where you can go and see the wood chipper from Fargo which is literally their only claim to fame. And they have a like a, a a place where you can take a selfie of yourself that says, best for last. Because it is actually a thing that people who are trying to visit all 50 states save North Dakota for last. Because it's fucking North Dakota. Because <laughs> what the fuck are you going to do there? At least South Dakota has Mount Rushmore. <laughs> North Dakota has... <laughs> all except perhaps a very interesting uh 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 young craft beer scene. Um it this is this comes from uh the thrillist and Andy Kreiza. I'm going to give a give that a give that a shot. Um The uh, uh, craft beer has finally arrived to uh, North Dakota and it's there are some breweries that are doing some amazing things Um, at the top of the article. He describes a scene. Um, The brewery is located in an old uh, locomotive repair facility where hazy IPAs and beers using the brand new line of hops that give them the sweet candy tropical fruit hop flavors are just pouring from the taps Uh, Beer names like uh, Ectogasm and Wheeze the Juice reference heavy metal albums. And there's a full wall mural depicting skeletons um, ascending to Valhalla. Um, This is uh, Drekka Brewing in Fargo, North Dakota. Damn. I want to go to there. (laughs) This place (laughs) sounds amazing. (laughs) And I have never, not once... Ever wanted to go to any place in North Dakota? So, <laughs> um, but no. Uh, the, the uh, apparently, uh, um, North Dakota has one of the youngest, if not the youngest, craft beer industries in the country. Um, and it 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 happened really fast. Um, I mean they they had. Like, in the 90s, there was a few places that... Op- I mean, it kind of mirrors Idaho's, to be honest, al- al- although a few years behind. North Dakota's a few years behind Idaho. I'm just going to take a... S- I want to- everybody to take a second to let that sit in. <laughs> yeah. If you're in Idaho, you're going, there's a place behind us? And if you're in California, you're going, I don't know where either of these places are.
0: <laughs> there's a place called Idaho? <laughs>
1: it's like right next to nebraska isn't it like right next to nebraska and illinois
0: no they know where idaho is <laughs> they're all moving here
1: yeah that's, that's good. <laughs> but anyway um there are several reasons it took a little bit of time for the craft for craft beer to actually happen in north dakota um number one it's fucking north dakota um, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, I think it's currently like 1999 there. Um, which actually, I'm kind of thinking of it. That sounds actually rather lovely. I would I would not uh, I would not uh, 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 be adverse to going back to the land of pre 2000. Um, I kind of want to book a vacation. <laughs> um, but anyway, <laughs> I just had a moment there. Yeah, right but up. they're
0: freak. They're freaking out about Y two K there right now. <laughs> We're freaking about about Corona. So,
1: <laughs> but even better. I mean, I'll be the guy. That'll be like, they, they'll be like, "Oh my God, it's Y two K. It's gonna be fine. Trust me. We already did this. Just wait for twenty sixteen and twenty twenty. <laughs> anyway." <laughs> <laughs> um, the second reason it kind of took a little bit of time for uh, craft beer to happen to uh, 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 North Dakota is there were some absolutely shitty beer laws on um, on the books at the time. Um, apparently, um, as shitty as Utah is about booze, they got nothing on North Dakota. The st- Damn! The state actually enacted prohibition the year it was founded in, in 1889. And it was a dry state until three years after Prohibition ended. So, for the better part of a hundred years, you couldn't drink in North Dakota. What the fuck? Well, not that much. Better part of 50 years. But that is a long time to go without a drink. I'm just saying. Yeah. Um... And I actually spent some trying t- some t- time trying to find you know because we have spent uh, we spent some effort uh, describing some arcane beer laws Texas Maryland I'm looking in your direction Minnesota not Utah. so fast <laughs> we, it's all kind of a recurring theme is shitty beer laws around the country um, but uh, I was actually trying to find out what some of these arcane beer laws are. The best I actually came up with uh, was a Vine pear article from 2005 that said it was illegal to serve beer and pretzels together in North Dakota. What the (laughs) fuck? (laughs) Again, let's take a minute (laughs) to appreciate the person that said, well, beer is fine, pretzels are fine, but when they get together and do the devil's dance... They'll be well, hell to pay.
0: Well, that's like those stupid like laws that are on the books in like states, and you have no idea. It's like in Idaho, it's illegal to fish off the back of a camel. First yes. of all, who the fuck owns a camel?
1: I mean, you have to imagine that there was. I mean, look, I absolutely believe, um, and I've heard about this law too. Although I feel like it was a giraffe. But all right, it's illegal to fish off the oh, back of some giraffe
0: example. camel.
1: I, th- there is like some b- obscure blue law in the books in Idaho. And I just, I feel like knowing this state, there was some guy. Um, Joe Exotic. <laughs> <laughs> Idaho had a Joe Exotic who was fishing off the back of whatever he had. And people said, why the, f- stop doing that. It's, it's hard to watch. And he said, "Tain't no law against it. And it got to the point where they're like, fuck it, alright, let's make a law against it. I can't believe we actually have to write this down, but no fishing off the back of a camel.
0: Or a giraffe, or whatever (laughs) Whatever. the fuck it was.
1: You can't do it, so you, crazy Idaho guy, go back to your hovel with your giraffe. (laughs) What are you doing with your life, you crazy, crazy son of a bitch? Anyway... (laughs) But you're right. That's one of the I mean that's one of the I think what was like what was uh uh having worked with um the local homebrew club this year a little bit. Um I think the situation was less like they had s- weird laws just they what they just had stupid antiquated laws that had nothing to do with the modern beer industry. And the first thing you have to do is like go through and say, "Okay, these laws that were crafted 100 years ago, they don't apply anymore. Yep. Uh, the article um, made mention of, like, packaging size restrictions and, like, something about, you know, moving alcohol from one premise to another. It was really vague about what the laws were. But it strikes me there's there were laws that might have made sense uh, but were stupid when they were written in 1910 whatever the fuck they were doing this shit um that literally have i mean they were stupid but maybe had a point now they're just stupid and have no point and they're then they're and they are uh limiting you know, small businesses so i mean the first step is to go through and like okay let's make let's no shit really go and make laws that sort of make sense but um they they cleared out some of these but there are some interesting laws that are still on the books um uh, uh, interesting enough, uh, it is, it, it is a, uh, uh, so, uh, grocery stores can sell beer or they can sell booze, but it has to be rung up in a completely separate part of the store, like a separate enclosed area. So you go with your, you walk in shame to the special booze counter and you buy it and then you get the rest of your groceries. I'm guessing. Um, you can't buy alcohol until eleven a.m. on Sundays. This is actually, this law actually was relaxed because apparently it was illegal to buy uh, alcohol until noon on Sundays.
0: Oh damn!
1: Because you know, why aren't you in church? Because I would be in church, but I'm out of beer, so fuck you. I, was, <laughs> I wasn't going to church because I don't
0: like wine. <laughs>
1: Oh, I, they're, they're, they're fairly stingy with their wine. So um, uh, Sales on Thanksgiving, Christmas Eve, and Christmas are not allowed. And there's no craft beer allowed in gas stations or grocery stores. You can buy it at liquor stores. Dang. But you cannot buy craft beer in gas stations or grocery stores or any place like that. Um, which is kind of... A weird plus because it does mean that um, the North Dakota brew scene has kind of grown up in a sort of a weird bubble. Like, I mean, they clearly have – you clearly have a a few people who are educated who have been getting – I don't know what those liquor stores are like, but I I can't imagine that there's a ton of uh, selection there. Um, But you get – you kind of get a taste of what the rest of the country has, but you don't get a good idea of what they've got going on. All you know is, is there's cool shit happening everywhere else, but North Dakota and you want some, I think I should be actually the state motto of North Dakota. There's cool shit ha- happening everywhere else. And we want some, um, <laughs> but, um, uh, no, it's, uh, apparently the, uh, the, the beer scene is really taking off. Um, the, they're, they're, there's a, they're educating their customer base, you know, they're They're introducing customers to IPAs, hazy IPAs, and sours. Imagine, like, never having the best coast IPA and going right to hazies. Just imagine that for a minute.
0: Damn. Huh.
1: There are people that are having this experience right now in North Dakota. Walk into a bar (laughs) and there's an IPA and a hazy IPA, and your first beer is a hazy IPA. Um. But, um, I mean, a quick tour of some of the highlights of the state. Um, Bismarck Brewing specializes in fruity kettle sours and farmhouse style ales. Um, Laughing Sun has made a name for itself with uh, funky Belgian styles, fruity sours, but also is wheeling out a solid lineup of IPAs and pale ales. Um, There's uh, Blackwater Brewing that is uh, seven miles from a paved road. Because, of course it is. Fuck yeah. (laughs) I mean, again, someone who lives in Idaho, I can respect that. I feel like there's there's some there's a there's got to be a brewery in Idaho that's seven miles from a paved road, and now I want to go to there too.
0: I think there might actually be one up in northern Idaho.
1: Of course, it'd be in northern Idaho. That's where you would put a brewery like that. <laughs> um, right now, there are only seventeen craft breweries in all of North Dakota. Um. Which is kind of amazing when you stop to consider that actually North Dakota, for all of its antiquated beer laws, is one of the top five beer consumers in the country. Yeah, a lot of domestic. I mean, you'd have to assume all domestic. But, that, I mean, that is an interesting, like, another part of this story that I really don't talk about. Because, I mean, while well, it would be interesting to go and see what North Dakota is uh, uh, getting up to in, uh, in, in beer... Um, the other side of it is like, if you're thinking about opening a brewery, basically every place in the world or every place in the United States, I should say, every place in the United States is fairly well saturated. Um, you know, every major city has long since, uh, uh, had too many and we're going to, we and they have been purging them left and right and get ready for the brewery purge. I want to make that movie. Actually, that sounds like fun. Um, uh at the end of the of this whole debacle but even you know most markets are reaching saturation point if not are oversaturated by sheer the by the sheer amount of choice north dakota fifth biggest beer consumer in the country 17 breweries i feel like that's the one place that's that you could still like go and make a huge impact just saying underserved if you're if you're looking at the if you're looking at a map of the United States, saying where oh where should I open a brewery? Go to North Dakota. You know, to save the best for last. <laughs> I'll pass. <laughs> oh come on, that's don't you have, a little bit of you wants to go to North Dakota now?
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'll like a check, small part.
1: i want to go check out a couple of these breweries. I mean, and you know, <laughs> and also if you make a movie about a guy going into a wood chipper, um, you can you know be a big thing in North Dakota. That's you know what that's what they're known for. That's it. That's all they got. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and excessive midwestern politeness, uh, and uh, yep, and saying you betcha a lot. They do that. It's kind of insulting. oh yeah. Tyler, anything to you add? betcha?
0: <laughs> Well, the only thing I have to add is ever since Harambe got shot, the world's went to shit. So, RIP Harambe.
1: <laughs> Fair enough. Um, and I actually did have one more thing I wanted to uh, to slip in. Um, uh, if you're listening to this and you're wanting to uh, – uh, uh, you're looking for a way to help craft breweries and you're already reaching the CDC – uh, recommended dose of beer or are way past the CDC recommended um, amount of uh, beer. Um, actually, the Brewers Association is launching the uh, 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 Believe in Beer uh, Relief Fund. Um, it is uh, it's, uh, it's going on a GoFundMe um, starting on um, May 17th. Um, excuse me. It's starting today and going through May 17th. Uh, the end of American Craft Beer Week. Uh, beer lovers can go and contribute to the fund by go, by visiting GoFundMe.com. Relief funds will be available to breweries and state guilds that demonstrate immediate financial need due to the COVID-19 crisis uh, and meet out, the outline criteria. Criteria. So um, there's uh, now a... Uh, there. Uh, this is how bad craft beer is at. Uh, they've got to GoFundMe. So... Again, first thing you should do is go to your favorite brewery and buy as many growlers as you can as you can uh, uh, drink, um, and then if you got some extra money and are not too drunk to forget, consider uh, making a donation to this cause. All right, and uh, and uh, that'll be okay. So uh, let me get through all the other things. Okay, so this has been. It's all beer. Um, you can uh, find all the stories uh, that we use to get these uh, and maybe an infographic, if I can be buggered, on our Twitter account. That is at itsallbeer1. Uh, we post uh, what we're drinking up on Facebook and Instagram. You can see this uh, strange uh, uh, hazy IPA or not hazy IPA I've been uh, drinking. It's getting slightly better as I'm getting towards the end of it, but I'm kind of over it. Uh it's okay, anyway. But you can see it for yourself and see that's not a hazy on our Instagram page or Facebook page. And as always, uh, if you uh, if you have a story or have a uh, have something you want to uh, uh, get out. Uh, About your experiences going through all this, uh, you can send us an email at itsallbeer at gmail.com. And if you feel like it, leave us a review. It might help. It might not. But you know what? It makes Tyler feel good about himself. And, you know, really, he could use that right now. I mean, uh, you can't see what I'm seeing. (laughs) But I am seeing a broken man on the other other end of the screen. Um, And me, I haven't cut my hair for a very, very long time. So it's getting to be unmanageable. Anyway... A rating's not going to help that, but I'm just saying. All right, that'll be all from us. (laughs) I'm Jeremy Jones.
0: I'm Tyler Zimmerman.
1: I'm going to have a beer.
0: Have fun.